0: Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is December 9th, 2020. A lot of things going on actually towards the end of the year. Always are, yeah. but uh, especially 2020 seems a little bit strange when you look at sports calendars and work and everything else that people are trying to get things accomplished before the new year.
1: I'm a fucking wreck. I'm not going to lie, Dave. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you think about different things that happen through the course of the year yeah. that put you under pressure, and it could be work, it could be relationships, it could be being a parent and uh yeah it's great yesterday uh when i get an email from the school and they're like actually i got a call oh, i got no. a call from the principal oh shit that's not good no and uh but i'm i'm listening to her voice and she kind of sounds like she's a little bit laughing and she's like hey we had a situation where the kids are looking up inappropriate things on the uh, computer. But I'm going to forward you an email, and I'm, I'm going to let you handle it at home. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I, what are we doing here? So, are you, hold on.
0: At this point, are you happy that they've called you and not called your, called your ex-wife?
1: Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they had called her, but I got enough shit going on at work. I don't yeah. need this. So I call her. I go, what's going on? She goes, hang on, I think I got it figured out. So my boys are at uh, are at home, and she's in the office. Well, they're thirteen year olds. They're twin boys. As I tell Woods, I told Steve Woods this story yesterday. So they get pissed at each other. So the one guy goes into the bathroom, and his brother takes his iPod. And types in, I like big dicks. <laughs> to which his other brother his, now,
0: the iPad the iPad, you mean, right? What well, the school gives him? Is it yeah. issue, school issued?
1: School issued. Oh iPad. fuck. So he types it in, and now his brother comes out of the bathroom and is like, What the fuck is this? Well, don't be a dick. So now the victim emails the principal. And says, hey, I'm just letting you know, I'm not looking up. I like big dicks. That's my brother being a jerk. So she forwards me the email. and uh, God damn, Dave. So I'm talking to Woods, and I go, you know what?
0: At this point, hold on. How excited are you or happy are you that you got a chance to read this instead of having her tell you word for word, use the exact well, words? You would have died. She would have I- died.
1: I tell you what, I give her a lot of credit. I mean, I can't imagine what teachers see and principals oh, yeah. see. She was great. She was great because I lost my mind. And then, uh, you I'm lose talk- your
0: mind on one of them or both of them?
1: We just fucking aired them out. <laughs> but I said to, uh, I said to Woods last night, I go, you know what I'm doing here? You know what I'm fucking doing here? I'm raising 13 year old Palais in Costa. Oh, yeah. I got goddamn. Foghorn, leghorn, and the dog. That's who I got. Now, (laughs) their mom calls, and the perpetrator, under a little bit of pressure, immediately folded and accepted responsibility and said, I did it. I was pissed at him and tried to get him in trouble.
0: And by the way, I I now know who Lisa Ann is.
1: God, right? Jesus. Probably. Her face popped right up. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? What are we doing? Yeah. So I, I said to Steve, <laughs> I said because I got the Woods family Christmas card. Yeah. And I mentioned it great. the other night. And was- then tonight I got Kyle Pfluger's card it's that's great beautiful. Too. And I just, said to, I just said to Woods, I go, just fucking get ready. Yeah, no shit. Because Bo and Taylor are about a year apart. Yeah. And one guy gets pissed at the other, so... Yeah. Uh, I, uh,
0: Did you ever do anything to get your brother in trouble?
1: Uh, n- Yeah, I just broke my foot because he came in. First Friday of Christmas vacation, my last winter in Minneapolis. I had just watched Chuck Norris of Force One, maybe the greatest movie ever with Escape from Alcatraz. When Chuck Norris takes out Bill Superfoot Wallace at the end, <laughs> and my brother comes in. And we were going to go out like it was we had just gotten HBO and Minneapolis It had just gotten dark at like seven o'clock. And so I guess my brother's probably he's probably like 16. I'm like 12. And he like sneaks in like a rat faced weasel <laughs> and throws a bunch of snow on me. So I chased him down into the basement. Yeah. and we square off just fucking around. But remember, I've just seen a force of one. I am ready yeah. to go.
0: Of course, you just had training for like yeah. an hour and a half.
1: Hour and a half. I throw a snap kick. He moves. I kick a cement beam, and I immediately break my left foot. And he's like, "Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom." And I'm like, "Anybody you ever? You broken bones? Yes. You know what happens? You like? You feel like you're gonna pass out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, it's one of those where you think for a second, like, I'm okay." And then you're going, yeah. that pain is getting sharper and sharper. Yeah, sucks. And tears are rolling down my face.
1: <laughs> uh, I was laid out my entire winter break, my final winter there. But like five years before that, we're playing street hockey, he hit me right in the eye. He didn't know I was coming right behind him to cut him off, and he swung the stick back and just closed my left eye, he hit me right in the eye. But
0: did you tell I- your mom? Did you write him out? <laughs> she didn't know. She didn't
1: know. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> i broke my foot she told me to walk on it she yeah absolutely oh
0: yeah well it's just like when you bleed your knee out
1: yeah she told me i tore my acl and uh yeah she goes that's ah, just a sprain <laughs> fucking could see one thing. from ankle to hamstring that's ah, a sprain you're fine uh went to special export you know university but um, no, but I don't remember like I don't remember him or my sister or me. I don't remember anybody like we never really did that like ratting the other one out. No, that's why my kids it bugs the shit out of me. That, that they rat they each other out. Yeah, I'm like what a punk.
0: All right, well here's the deal though. Like when you when you yelled at both boys for this. You know, disaster. Yeah. Which down the line is going to be the funniest fucking story ever. Oh yeah, but when it, it was yesterday. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, me and their mom are like,
1: like, goddamn. He got to, he went from zero to sixty really quick.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, like shit. So when when uh, when you have to sit there and talk to both of them, yeah. were they both calm or was one still pissed off?
1: Well, the one the.
0: The one who had it written, who who got framed, basically. Yeah, the
1: victim was Jack, who gives okay. zero fucks about anything in the world. So he, I don't think he wanted to acknowledge that it was a pretty good move by his brother. Like, he didn't, like, you know, in the ultimate yeah. chess game between those two, <laughs> I don't think he wanted to say, like, that was, that was pretty shady. But, I, you know, tip of the hat. Yeah. If it was his brother, who's the world's biggest victim in every, oh, God, wait. <clears throat> I could have got expelled. I could have been sent to juvie. (laughs) Jack was just like, "Yeah, that's bullshit." (laughs) (laughs) Now I got to send an email to fix it. Yeah, but he did. He, which was like the most champion move of all time. He was like, he wrote to like she said the the principal said we really wouldn't have even known if he would have just came out and saw it. It nothing would have come up. There's filters yeah. there. If he would have just came up and erased it, nothing happens. But he wrote the email to her. That's amazing. Not even to like a math teacher or a counselor. I don't even know if they have counselors. He just wrote right to the principal, <laughs> Hey, just letting you know I don't like big dicks. That's my brother, Cade, sending that. <laughs> just to let you know yeah and he just I just go god damn I told his mom I go I don't have that much game today there's no way I could do that I'd panic for a half hour trying to figure out what to wrote he's just like give me that fucking thing you asshole dear Mrs. Murphy just to clarify I'm not in the market for big dicks that's Cade not that he is either but I'm just like Yeah. I go I said oh to woods. God. I go, I got fucking thirteen year old Costa and thirteen year old Palais in my house. Oh yeah. That's who I'm dealing with here. Oh yeah. you oh, see fuck. the
0: messages that we go back and forth with him and it's, I the it's, private it's, messages today? It's them. unbelievable. That I, fucking I just, guy.
1: He's he's great. Oh my By god. By the way, Tom Brenneman's back working.
0: Yeah, I saw. Good for him.
1: So well the other night when we played the game, I thought you said you like day uh Mike's career better than, than Tom. I,
0: <laughs> well, Yeah, but you think Mike would go work in the Dominican?
1: Well, all I know is Tom's got a place to go to work on the 8th, and oh. I hope Mike's back. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <clears throat>
0: yeah. I tell you, man, I-, I flipped on to Hartman, like you said the other day, after after Monday show. Yeah. I flipped on uh, yesterday, on Tuesday. He said the same fucking thing, like hoping to bring them back. That was strange. That-, <laughs> that was the whole thing was weird. I give Mike credit for this. I haven't even checked Judd, but... Mike at least took out the 1368 of his Twitter handle.
1: Yeah, unlike
0: Hacksaw. Unlike Hacksaw, it still says 1090. <laughs> hasn't worked there in fucking 10 years.
2: Goddamn.
0: You- <laughs> what a dumb fuck that guy. And then still sits in the 1090 seats at the ball games, And you're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You don't work here anymore.
1: I I Look, man, there are a lot of people. Am I the only guy who does this? Every one of us have to have 25 people. We go, how the fuck does that guy make the ends meet? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm working all day. Fuck, I drive to Carlsbad. I fucking come down here. We do this shit. Every <laughs> night I tell Dave, go 40 minutes and he just keeps talking. Oh, talking. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always
0: two hours. Yeah. We're but, going uh, fast tonight. Two hours.
1: Yeah. That's why I tell Dave every night, we're going to get the fuck out of here early. How long was that? Hour 54. Shit. Uh, uh, but we're grinding. There, there were guys. I just look around. I go, how the fuck does this yeah. guy make ends meet in San Diego? No idea. But hey, good on him, man. I don't. I don't it, begrudge it, anybody. I'm just curious.
0: I tell you though, with hacksaw, I always thought that when he, when he was at six ninety and I was there just starting out, I know he made a lot of money. I mean, this is yeah. back in the day where radio guys made oh, a lot of money. Oh, that's good. Well, good. But he never. Never, like you would never know. I mean, he wore the same guy dang sweatshirt. So maybe he
1: tucked it all away. That's now what I mean. I think oh, he tucked it him. all away.
0: I mean, he's wearing the same guy dang Ottawa Senator sweatshirt every fucking day, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Marshall. Yeah, I mean, he he you know drove the same car. If it wasn't a free car, he was doing yeah. commercials for for Nissan or whatever the hell yeah. he was doing. And then I think he honestly he just held his money and good. His, and he had the house in uh, Adirondacks.
1: <laughs> him and uh, him and Barry Melrose. Yeah, fucking guy. The cabin. Yeah. Look, man, I, I don't have any axe to grind with Lee. Yeah, remember Lee, when his house almost us. burnt down? Oh, my God. That, that was the funniest shit. And then I heard Darren rip him today. Did you hear Darren no, rip him? I didn't
0: hear Darren at all. Darren
1: today. ripped the shit out of Lee today. It was so funny because they were talking about the deal for Lance Lynn. And Darren said to Marty, hey, did you realize that uh, Lance Lynn could have been here in San Diego, but the Padres refused to put Joey Lucchese in that deal? And she goes, What? Yeah, that's what Hacksaw's reporting. <laughs> and, uh, and Marty said, it was very funny, like, off the cuff, Marty said, you made that up. And Darren goes, no, let me be very clear. I didn't make that up. Somebody made it up. It wasn't me. But, uh, that look, man, funny. whatever it takes to keep the lights on.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, keep grinding. But, I yeah, I don't so.
1: think I, I would agree with uh with Darren and Marty, I'm guessing if the White Sox called and said, "Hey," or if the uh, if Rangers. Chris Young called and said, "Hey, give us Joey Lucchese, we'll give you Lance Lynn," uh, I would think that they deal would probably have would have been made. At it. Yeah. Yes,
0: uh, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely right. You know some of the some of the Padre news. I don't know if you watched any of this. I know you're you're busy today, but they announced the 2020 All Major League Baseball team. Yeah, it was cool, and. Um, it was one of those where I'm sitting there watching this thing and I'm going, What kind of bullshit uh, award show is this? Is honestly the way I'm yeah. looking. Like, are they just giving out so many goddamn awards that, uh, you know, before it was like the MVP, the rookie of the year, the manager of the year, boom, you're done. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, What's this award for? So
1: it's like all NFL.
0: Yeah. It, well, yeah, but this is like new. I mean, this isn't something that's been going on our entire life. No. And they just showed Jeff and I have a replay of it on right now, yeah. and um, they just showed 2019, and you know two Padres. Yeah, made it was great, it. and which was great, absolutely great, and deserving too. wasn't absolutely. like a, what the fuck. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Trent Grisham winning a Gold Glove was a what the fuck. You know, <laughs> yeah, we sit there and go. Wild. Grisham had a lot of balls. I mean, we, we all know it. Hit him right in the over fucking... over Tatis,
1: I, and I, uh, I mean, get it mean in center. center.
0: Yeah, beat, I mean, yeah, Be- Bellinger, let's say. No, you know?
1: no, but I'm saying I'm saying Grisham wins it, Tatis doesn't. Yes. It's a little funny. Exactly. Right? But, all right.
0: So you're sitting there and you're watching today and you're going, well, Machado's definitely the top third baseman in the National League. He was up for MVP. Yeah. Well, he gets it, of course. And then Tatis got his due. He did deserve that to win cool. it today. I mean, Corey Seager had a great postseason, had a sure. decent regular season. But Tatis was the guy that deserved it. So that is that is outstanding for the yeah. Padres. And so it, it's one of those where I'm watching the show, and it's funny, in years past, I can't say I would have watched this thing. Yeah. But knowing that there are two guys in San Diego, I knew Mookie would, would get it. So mm-hmm. three guys there. I was glad that, that Trout uh, got it in the American oh, yeah. League, too. Because all of a sudden, people are rat-fucking-Trout. I'm like, dude, first of all, you're coming back in a bubble situation almost where you're playing two months, and then you're sitting there saying the best player in the game is expecting a baby on August 3rd, and you saying, I don't know if I'm playing this season. Major League yeah. Baseball's like, we need you to fucking play this season. Yeah, he does everything baseball last. No. and then all of a sudden everybody's rat fucking the hell out of this guy, and we're all thinking this guy's one of the best guys, if not the best player in all of baseball. Dude, he's great. Let's take a step back for a second.
1: Yeah, no, no problem with Trout. Like, no, we we need that. But thing is, like for me, Dave, they're they're just showing Freddie Freeman. Like, I really like the level of talent, right? You have different personalities. You have a guy flamboyant like Tatis, yeah. which is excellent. And then you have guys like Freddie Freeman and Mike Trout that just come out and do their job every day. And and Mookie's a great guy for this game, right? And, yeah. and across the board, there's other stars. But I just think right now, for you, for me, for anybody listening, for my kids who are 13, shit, man, it's a great time to be a baseball fan. And and I I got to be honest. I I would much rather see Major League Baseball try to catch up and do more things like they did tonight uh, to do some things similar to what the NFL does, what the NHL does, NBA. You you see that. Um, I kind of like it. So if if they haven't done it in the past, jump in because there are a lot of young names. I think what happens, whether it's through MLB The Show or you're playing fantasy baseball or shows like Tonight, it puts some of the players other than Tatis and Machado on kids' radars. Yeah. Oh, wow. Freddie Freeman made it? He must be as good as Tatis. Oh, well, let me pay attention to him, right? Or whoever the case may be. But but I like that kind of stuff. Anything to help promote the game, I'm all in.
0: The best part was when they interviewed Manny Machado, who was one of the guys they interviewed during the show. Okay. Um, They show the play in Texas where Manny Machado wow. goes shooting down the right field line, and he catches that ball, which is amazing. Yeah. And they go, hey, can you talk about that catch? He goes, yeah. Where the hell was Will Myers, <laughs> and, dude? It was funny as hell, dude. I, I mean, it, it was. It was a laugh out loud funny. Yeah, like, wait great. a second, you're playing a shift. So yeah, where yeah. the fuck is Will Myers? Yeah, what's he doing? And so, but yeah, but he, but he called about. He's like, she's not even in the frame. <laughs> but it was, it was cool. Manny did a good job. He was wearing yeah. the the Kobe Bryant Mamba Academy shirt, oh, which, nice. sweatshirt, which was cool because. Everyone knows Manny and Kobe had a relationship. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, so it was it was good, man. He, he answered Tatis questions. And if you watch the show, I think you'd be pleased with the show. It was, it was cool that they had Manny on. They didn't have a bunch of the guys on. They had about three guys. Nice. But to have Manny on as one, if you're a Padre fan, you're going, that's cool. That's my guy.
1: The other one that happened today, which is one I always pay attention to, I don't know if anybody else does, but I love the Ford Frick Award. It's where they honor baseball broadcasters. To me, it's the best game on radio uh, of all the four, right? Hockey on radio is pretty cool, but it's incredibly difficult to follow. Uh, NBA on radio, uh, you know, I love listening to Horton. Horton yeah. makes it really fun. Um But baseball on the radio was special, right? And every year, they honor somebody. And the guy that they honored tonight, Dave, I have to tell you, it was a little bit of a surprise because he wasn't really on the radar of guys I was thinking of to get the Ford Frick Award.
0: Hasn't done a baseball game in almost 30 years.
1: God, that's incredible. But, man, was he amazing. And when you think about some of the games that he called, uh, he deserves it. He was the radio voice of the Giants. He was the radio voice of the Reds. And then for a long, long time, he called playoffs in the World Series on ABC. Al Michaels won the award. Yeah. And when you think about how great he was in San Francisco the night of the earthquake.
0: They kept showing that. That was cool.
1: Yeah, but I think about him for 87 for the Twins when uh, when he called it with ABC, and he was excellent. But I love that call. Like, sometimes they have guys that they've put in, and you remember a few years ago, they put in a guy from, like, 1940.
0: Yeah, they were yeah. saying today, at Bob Costas was on, and he was talking yeah. about it. He goes, we try and do guys that are alive. It's nothing against the guys that haven't gone in, but – yeah. Guys like Dizzy Dean, you know, who, who was yeah. really the first main uh, broadcaster uh, on television. They were saying, "Yeah," and his English was terrible, and the network would get tons of sure. letters about him using the word "ain't," ah. and and he'd use horrible English. And then, but he was saying, "We're trying to do it where we're getting guys in that are alive to appreciate it." Good. And he talked about you know Dick Enberg, and he talked about Hawk Harrelson going in last year. Sure. And, and so Al Michaels going in was was pretty cool. It's it's one of those where Joe Buck got in in the NFL this year. Yeah, you know, we saw that he was up also to to get in. Oh, uh, he'll, he'll be in. He'll be in. He, and he belongs yeah. in. When you're listening to all the calls, you're like, wow, man, that's uh, that that's really good. I mean, as much yeah. as people go, oh, I can't stand him because he's a young guy, or whatever else or how he got that job, he, he's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, a, a couple things, man. I heard Bob Costas was so fucking good on it. And he said when he got in, and he goes, first was call. was a great one, too. Yeah. Did he
1: get it last year? No,
0: he got it, I think. Um, two years ago? Might have been five years ago. It might have been five years ago that wow. he was in. It, okay, maybe No, it was two years ago. You're absolutely right. It was yeah. 2018 he got in. So he gets in, and he goes, first call I get from Vince Scully. Right. And he goes, man. He goes, I lived in LA, he said, as a kid in the 60s for like a year and a half. And he goes, fuck. Vince Gully, I'm part that's of the, the club, guy. yeah. And then he goes, but then he starts mentioning all the other guys that are in. He he, he gave tribute to Ernie Harwell and everyone else, and so he goes through it. Then he tell, ta- then he he talks about, um, you know how much this award meant to him, and he's won a ton of awards. This one's uh, you know fantastic. But Vascursion this morning, who is a great play-by-play yeah. guy too, as we all know, Vaskerian told a great Dave Campbell story, who's right up your oh, alley. You yeah, love Dave Campbell, so he says. They're in Montreal. The Padres are playing the Expos, and Jerry Coleman's on oh, the, on the field great. as a manager. You yep. know the story?
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and he tells the story that the walls between TV and radio are really thin in the yep. broadcast booth, and the guy, the French guy on the other side of the wall, for some reason hates Jerry Coleman. Yeah, and he's sitting there screaming at Jerry Coleman for, and trashing him. Yeah, and was
1: he, it the broadcaster or the PR guy?
0: It might have been the PR guy. He he didn't he didn't make yeah. it really clear. Okay. okay. Yeah. And he said they go to commercial break between innings. Yeah. Campbell gets out of uh-huh. his out of his booth, <laughs> walks around the wall, knocks the guy out. Yeah. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah. In the him, booth. Yeah. In the booth, and then comes back and calls the rest of the game. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! And everyone's like, how did anybody get upset with the colonel? Everybody loved Jerry Coleman.
1: Dude, I'm telling you, with all respect to Mud, to Don, to Ted, to Jerry. But Mark Neely, Steve Quiz, Phil Stone, Al Keck, some of the great names that have called Padre Baseball, Glenn Geffner, Alan Horton for his two games. The greatest fucking call in Bob Chandler. Jesus Christ, I almost went through the whole list and forgot Bob. The greatest call in Padre history is Game 5 National League Championship Series. Campbell's on the radio. The Padres are coming back and winning and Dave screamed on KFNB, Oh, the Padres are ripping Sutcliffe apart. And we just lost our fucking mind because that's exactly what it was. Sorry, man. There's not a uh, lot of calls.
0: What was Don Drysdale doing on? Was oh, he, was he the play so by play guy for the Padres in 84?
1: No, Don was play by play for uh, ABC. He it called was ABC. Okay, yeah, because, that's ABC TV. Because they
0: were showing Don's call, and oh, I didn't so know. So good.
1: There will be tomorrow.
0: And he, yeah, Don had two great calls. He had the Garvey home run and he had the Kurt Gibson home run also on radio.
1: Oh, well, no, Don did. Don would have done.
0: I think he was doing, was he doing Dodger radio then or was he doing CBS radio? I was way confused because I've only heard, I've never heard this call before. Jack Buck, I thought, was doing national radio. And I thought Vin was doing TV.
1: Vin did TV with Gargiola on that, on the Gibson home run. I don't know where Don may have been doing that, but it was...
0: They showed both calls of Don's, and they were both outstanding.
1: Well, he... um, Yeah, he did... He was ABC TV. Like, you can see the entire games um, on, you know, wherever, YouTube. No, Big D fucking was really, really good. Really good. And so, Don... God, I... That's what I'm
0: asking you. I have no idea where that call came from. I've never heard it before until today. and I'm
1: trying to think because at that time... Um, I wonder where Don was doing games because it was Jerry Doggett, Rob Porter, and Vin. And I don't think... Vin- and, well,
0: Vin, and obviously Vin wasn't working radio- Dodger Radio that night. N- no, but I'm saying...
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. No, Vin and Garagiola were on... NBC. Yeah. Oh, you're saying... I'm thinking you meant the Gibson home run against Goose.
0: No, I'm talking the Gibson home run against uh, Dennis Eckersley.
1: Yeah, in 89, right? 88. Or eighty eight. Um, fuck. Yeah, no, that's Vin and Garagiola. Maybe Don was doing Dodger radio at that okay. point. Yeah, that might have been Dodger radio. That would yeah. make sense. It's the
0: first time I heard the call, it was an outstanding call, and both of them were outstanding. Yeah, but it it was it was great. The the one disappointing thing, and, and this and being sincere, not being a smartass on this,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we love Mark Grant. All right, he's one of yeah. our closest friends. I thought Mark is on his way to being in too. And then Costa says this award is for play by play guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: They don't, I mean, uh, yeah, because the Ron Santos of the world, they'll never get that. Yeah. But it's the play-by-play guys, but...
0: I kept thinking if Mud can do 30 years, Mud could get in.
1: Well, you know a guy, Dave, that you look at right now that fits, checks all the boxes, is John Sterling. Yeah. But I don't know that John ever gets it, even though he's been the voice of the Yankees for, what, fucking going on 30 years? Uh, yeah. And I think... I think the problem is that you have old-school guys like Vin on the board. And God bless him, man. Not a nicer man on this planet. But you go, dude, it's number one market. How many world championships did he call? I get that John didn't call anything national. But, I mean, there, there are some guys where you look around, and I don't know how many how many real, you know, Uke's in, right? Yeah. Dave Van Horn in Miami's in. Um, but when you look at major market guys that are left, yeah, Charlie Steiner's not fucking getting in. No, he shouldn't go in. Um, and then uh, you know, San Francisco, Dwayne Kuiper.
0: Yeah, but you're. Not John even, Miller's in. Yeah, you're already even thinking about the, you know the Spanish broadcasters now. I mean, there's no, so true. many guys. Eduardo that,
1: Ortegas could yeah, be in. there. Eduardo should be in. Yeah, and,
0: and that's the thing. I wonder if they should almost start. I, I don't know if they would or not, but start putting more than one guy in a year.
1: Yeah, they they could. They should, um, but like I, I'm looking. I don't know that a guy like a Skip Carey ever gets in, right? Yep. Old school for that, but, I mean, Eric Nadel, god damn. Eric Nadell is the <laughs> most, and maybe an incredibly nice guy. The most boring fucking radio announcer in the history of Major League Baseball is Eric Nadel, the voice of the Texas Rangers. Yes. Yeah. But he got in. But anyways, look, I it it took a long time to get Jerry in. Yeah. And I remember, I remember, man, Marty Brenneman got in a couple of years before Jerry and I would freaking pound the drum, pound the drum every time we saw Marty. And, and finally they, they figured it out and they got Jerry in and I'm really glad that they got him in while Jerry was still alive. Absolutely. Yeah. But that Absolutely. was cool. Good for all Michaels. I thought that was a great one today. Yeah. Some really iconic calls he's a part of. Now,
0: Orsillo's a guy that definitely should be in as oh, yeah. well. So my my question is, the Padres have two play-by-play guys in, right? They got uh-huh. Dick Enberg in also. Yep. Does that hurt a guy like Orsillo down the line?
1: No, I don't think it hurts Don. I think it hurts Ted.
0: Yeah, you might be right.
1: I think it hurts Ted because um, Enberg, Enberg you can look at from Angels and and here. I don't know. Yeah, it did that one to me, not sure. John Miller is he in? Yeah, John Miller's in. Okay, John, you're right.
0: John Miller got in. I got to listen in front of me right now. Just pulled it up. Got in in 2010.
1: Yeah, so he's in. But you know, Ted Ted's been one of the voices for 40 years. Probably the main voice for about. I mean, Jerry called. Jerry's on in the ninth inning in 96. Is Jerry and Jerry's on in the ninth inning in 98? So. Ted's probably the the lead voice for twenty two years. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Ted Ted unfortunately may get squeezed in the numbers game on that.
0: Well, I you know one of the things they said also to get in is if you're a baseball player and you've gone in already in the Hall of Fame that they aren't in a big rush to put you in as a broadcaster.
1: Hmm. Well, I don't know, and,
0: and the, I mean that's what Bob Costas was saying. Yeah, I saying you're already in. We're trying to get more guys in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, the, the other problem is, too, for anybody who's been to Cooperstown, like I wish maybe sometime down the road they made it more interactive. With technology, you've got access to all these guys. Put that deal where you could go in and hear why those guys are in the Hall of Fame. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. know that you have audio on every last guy, but I would think most of them you should at least have a call or two so people could hear it. But you just walk by, and it's basically just a picture and a plaque on the wall. In 1978,
0: they put two guys in, by the way. They put Mel Allen in and Red Barber in.
1: Pretty big. Was that the first year?
0: That's the first year. Yeah. And then it's amazing that Vin, I think, called his last game, I think, in 2016. Yeah. And Vin went in in 1982. Is that that incredible? Isn't that funny? Yeah.
1: I mean, the best ever. Yeah. I, I mean, sorry, the best ever. Yeah, incredible.
0: Yeah, no, pretty, pretty amazing. Anyway, again, as a broadcaster, it has to be your your top award. I know nobody goes into broadcasting and thinks first, "I'm, I'm going to be a Hall of Famer." Yeah, just like NFL guys don't think I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. They just want to make it and have the job. But it's uh, it, uh, outstanding. You know, good for Al Michaels. He's he's part of so many childhood memories for so many of us. I told you, Big Tommy in an elevator. That son of a bitch. He did. Yeah, and I remember when I told you the story, You, I think you told me oh, I was in yeah, the wrong. You
1: are in the wrong. I, I remember this story. I don't think I'm in the wrong. You're in the wrong on that. You're on the wrong in, with Penny Hardaway. Same thing. <laughs> same exact thing. Go ahead. Tell your story again. I'll confirm that you're in the wrong.
0: <laughs> All right. So I'm in, uh, I'm in the elevator at Qualcomm Stadium. It was a Charger Monday night game. It was mm-hmm. just Al Michaels and me. Mm-hmm. My dad went to high school and graduated the same year with Al Michaels, in class at Hamilton High School. All right. And I said, Al, we're going down four floors. I go, Al, I go, uh, my name is Dave. I go, I just want to let you know, my dad went to high school with you at Hamilton. Okay. (laughs) And I went, okay. And I didn't say another word. And I just think to me, I think the natural reaction would be, what's his name? What was his name? Maybe we were friends. Maybe I got something to say. Nope. Wasn't like he was looking at notes. He just went. I was like, you motherfucker. So I was just like, what the fuck? It was such a weird reaction. If someone, if a kid came up to you and said, "My dad went to high school with you," wouldn't went he to you say, "San Diego"? Say, yeah, you would yeah. say, "What was his name?" Isn't that the next question back from you? What was yeah. his name? Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I was like, "What the fuck, Al?" It was so weird to me. It was such a strange response. I was like, "All right," just ended right there.
1: I wonder if you would go to Al, like what? How many different, like uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon? right yeah how many different ways have people tried to claim that they have some uh relationship with you right how many of you heard you probably said i fucking get told (laughs) guys went to high school with me all the time now alum i don't think dave i don't i don't think he was ever on the show no
0: we never had him on the show
1: i don't think i've ever dealt with him yeah such a huge fan al to me Called some incredible fights. Yep. Okay, look at this guy. What a career. What Mir- a career is right. Miracle on ice. Start with that. Yep. Uh, then you go to baseball. He's in the World Series. Yep. Right? Football, numerous Super Bowls. Whatever you want to do. Yep. Go to boxing. Ray, uh Marvin Hagler, Tommy Hearns. He's on the call of that fight and does an incredible job. And who knows what else he's been involved in, right? Yeah. The only thing I can say about Al Michaels is maybe the worst sports biography ever written, and that comes from was a guy. Was it terrible? Who, awful. I couldn't that. believe it.
0: That came out about a year ago, right?
1: No, it's been five, six years. Has it really but, been that long? Yeah, and and goddamn, we got stuck with a copy of John Crook's book. Al Michaels' book was right up there, as bad as that.
0: What about Lenny Dykstra's book?
1: Oh, that was shit too. <laughs> but but goddamn, you thought Al would do better than that.
0: You know it's funny. We, you and I, always talk about any famous people we ever went to high school with. For me, I, I didn't go to high school with anyone famous. You went through a, a few of yours that were, yeah, Tony Hawk. It's pretty good. My dad Rob went Machado. to school with with Al Michaels, same class. Al Michaels, Frank Bank, Lumpy from Leave It to oh. Beaver. <laughs> yeah. And um, God dang it, who was the guy in the OJ the OJ uh, a, t- attorney? Kardashian. Uh, no, the one Shapiro. Shapiro. Robert Shapiro. Wow. And and then the other guy a good that group. And the other guy that invented Westwood One Radio. The the guy that sits there at the Laker games with the rolled up paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all those guys graduated in the same class.
1: Uh, We had a girl that did amateur porn, which wasn't very good. Um, (laughs) We had Rob Machado. We had Tim Griffin was a star at Stanford. Got drafted by the Dodgers, and they fucked his career right up. (laughs) But making uh, (laughs) solid contributions in Encinitas. Uh, Who else? Vetter was there, but I, I see. I don't think he was Eddie Mueller at that time, and I think he was out of San Diego by the time our our group rolled in. Is that right? Yeah. There are a bunch of other guys that were there at our time. Yeah, it was cool.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't have anybody. You brought up uh, Penny Hardaway, so I'll just tell it real quick. Oh, uh,
1: I like this one too. So
0: <laughs> he was like the ones that don't end well for me. You got
1: about a thousand. I of know, them.
0: and I hate when you bring them up. Um, he, uh, <laughs> so when I was in Tennessee, right before I moved to L.A. that summer, this was 86. I played on the same basketball team, AAU team, with uh, Penny Hardaway. Okay. And um, it wasn't, I don't know if we called him Penny or we called him Anthony. I remember we asked him 800 times, you mean Anthony? He goes, Anthony. <laughs> and we, we couldn't understand, what the fuck? Yeah, A couple of happened? my friends are like, what the fuck's up with this? Um. So anyway, at the time, he was just an okay player. He wasn't even that good. He couldn't shoot for shit. He That's could dribble funny. and he could jump. And we're just like, all right. He was just a guy, dude. And then all of a sudden, he signs a contract for like $78 million with the Magic. And uh, I'm covering the NBA like in 93, and I walk up to him, and I said, hey, Anthony, I don't know if you remember me, but um, in high school, we played on the same AAU team. What do you want, money? (laughs) I was like, what? I go, no, I don't want money. Look, I'm not giving money away. I don't think I asked for money, but <laughs> dude, he was—he bit my head off so fucking Good. fast, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" I was like, literally, it wasn't even a ten-year difference, you know, of the time that Probably we played. The together. cooling
1: down process after a game—he doesn't need you in there the, bugging. You him. know what he
0: did after the game? He fucking yeah. left with Urkel in a goddamn Ferrari, where drove was off. Where Harris? <laughs> what the fuck was going on?
1: How many? Okay, that's where does that game take place?
0: The L.A. Sports Arena,
1: ninety-three.
0: 93, 94, somewhere in there, yeah.
1: You're married at that point. Oh, yeah. Living down here. Yeah. So you got to drive home.
0: Yeah, pissed.
1: Just feeling like the biggest yeah. tool, right? Yeah, yeah, God, fuck.
0: I think I was driving like an 88 Volkswagen Fox. I and remember I'm like, that car. This have that car of, forever. Yeah, this just, son of a fuck. bitch is, is fucking leaving in a Ferrari with fucking Urkel. Laughing at and, you. Yeah, and he probably told him some motherfucker wanted money.
1: God damn, you can't even listen to Art Lebeau on your drive home. You're sick. sick. Can't even stop at Taco Bell, you're all mad.
0: I was. I'm still pissed. I'm not gonna lie about it. I'm still angry about it. I can't believe that shit.
1: God damn it. What
0: do you want, money?
1: Embarrassing the brand. (laughs) I don't even have a brand back then, but still.
0: Son of a bitch. All right, so here here you go. Speaking of uh, baseball, I talked to somebody yesterday. We're talking about Bauer possibly coming to the Padres. Okay. And so the story is, Bauer honestly says he doesn't know where he's going. Okay, But what was interesting was he goes, I just want to go somewhere where I'm liked. Mm. He goes, uh, growing up as a kid, he said he was always bullied and he never had a lot of friends and he wants to go somewhere where he's appreciated. I go, well, that sounds like San Diego to me. Oh, my God, right? And he goes, money is not the big thing. I just want to go somewhere where I'm liked, is what was told.
1: Cincinnati so is like, we fucking loved you here. And so cry baby. that's what,
0: and that's funny you say that. There's still a chance he goes back to Cincinnati.
1: We gave you all the skyline chili. <laughs> we gave you all that skyline chili.
0: And then, uh, and so I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, San Diego's the, the place. And, but then the line he used was, I got to be able to do my thing, my routine. Whatever I do, I can't have a pitching coach saying, no, this is the way we do it. This is what you're hearing more and more about Larry Rothschild. Oh, fuck this guy. So, so, so Sonny Gray doesn't want to be traded to the pods because he had a horrible relationship with them with the Yankees. Makes sense. Yeah. And then Bauer loves everything about the Padres, but there's the Rothschild problem.
1: Paddock regress.
0: Yeah. Right? The bullpen struggled big time at the beginning. We thought that was a strength of the team. And you sit there and you go, okay, as an organization, if you have a chance to bring in a guy like Trevor Bauer or Sonny yeah. Gray, do you go, hey, old man, hit the bricks? Hit the bricks. Right?
1: Dad? Yeah. Not a Rothschild fan.
0: Yeah. Yankee fans weren't either. No.
1: Yeah, I'm not. That a fan was a
0: strange hire. I'll be honest with you. The Jace Tingler thing, we go, what the fuck? But the guy honestly was fantastic. The Rothschild thing looks like it's already causing problems. Don't
1: you think Bauer's going to the Angels? Artie's to me, that's a great check. fit. That's a yeah. great
0: fit. He's, but according to the guy I talked to, said, no, Bauer is not looking at it that way. He wants to go somewhere where the fan base loves him.
1: Well, that's not going to happen in Anaheim. No. And not that Anaheim would. The Anaheim fans would love Bauer. It's just a little bit of a flat line yeah. up there. Not and, like and, it is
0: here. It's electric right. here.
1: Right, and you and I say that as guys that love Angel Baseball. We do. We like the Angels. But um, but I, I don't know, I mean, who, Bobby Woldridge? How many guys do we have that really freak out? I, I know more fans right. that are diehard Clipper fans yeah. for 30 years than you go, uh, you know, who, Maria? Remember Crystal's fan, <laughs> yes. Maria? Yeah.
0: Loved Renee Gonzalez.
1: Rene Gonzalez, that's it. God damn. Like, there's, how many people where you go, what? Who's your team? I'm all in on the Angels. All right. You know they put that little rally monkey on a hot plate, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. It's horrible. And, oh, don't say that to them. they That's fighting words.
0: Sam Anderson doesn't like it. Pete is but, all involved.
1: But I look at it and I go, uh, hey, I think that line's completely full of shit. It's full of shit. Like Trevor Rosendahl's doing that the other day. Where should I go play? All these sheep in this town. Bye. Hey, come here. He doesn't know you from Adam. Calm down. He's gonna be in my direct messages and we're gonna to go to Lolita's and we're gonna ride bird scooters. You're not doing shit. <laughs> He's gonna sign wherever the fuck his agent tells him to sign. Right. Because this is his chance to make money. For all these guys. Yeah. I mean, this
0: honestly, the window is there to make your money right yeah.
1: now. Yeah. Not sitting there wondering what the fuck drunk flannery wants him to do. I take Or Woods. Or Woods. I look to both of those guys as pillars of the community. He doesn't know either one of these fucks. That's his loss. But I'm just saying, let's be honest with each other, okay? Crying out loud, is that too much to ask here? I don't think it is. (laughs) Stop taking the bait. (laughs) Christ's sake, embarrass me on Twitter.
0: Oh, my gosh. All right, the other one is uh, JT Riomuto. Yeah. Sounds like the Yankees going after him big time, that he could end up there. And LeMahieu, we talked about the Dodgers the other day. Talk is mm-hmm. Yankees aren't going to let
1: him get away either. No way. What are they, they do with back? that scrub Gary Sanchez?
0: I don't understand why they tendered him anything.
1: Yeah, they did, right?
0: Yeah, they did. I didn't understand. Is he going to get Sanchez, $5 million? Dude, he's so fucking bad behind the oh. plate. Talk about a guy who does not give a shit about his fucking job. Right. He is the most frustrating guy to watch to me in all of baseball. Is Gary Sanchez.
1: I don't know enough of their lineup uh, to think. I feel like they've got guys. I mean, right? John Carlos Stanton can fucking DH for them, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I don't understand what they what they plan on doing. If you're chasing Riamuto, what are you going to do with with Sanchez?
1: Try to flip him.
0: Oh, Man, man, I, mean, I would have just said goodbye. I mean, talk yeah. about. Killing a pitching staff and a Ugh. team with your fucking pass balls. Fuck. He just doesn't give a shit. It's an effort thing, man.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if he was playing anywhere else, is he even still around? I don't know, man. They, they've they done that in the past. Yeah. I, very I, strange. I, yeah. Stay loyal to those guys. Very
0: very strange on what they're doing. The other thing is Major League Baseball. We didn't touch on this the other day, but it came out on, on Monday. show, was that National League, no DH in 2021. Really? Really? They're going to use it, from what you're hearing, that baseball will bring it back in 2022, but they're of a bargaining session, and Major League Baseball is going to hold on to that as a bargaining chip to players in the future to go all right so if you if this is what you want then we're going to give you a chance to bring the Dh back and create roster spots for 15 more guys basically
1: incredibly short-sighted by baseball it, it is it, it, it gave us something
0: good and you're gonna take a step the' only only you're right only league that would take a step backwards to hurt themselves yeah for for the future that's ridiculous
1: yeah it's dumb it, it made it so much better and it was fun we all got used to it yeah I, I it was mean so much better yeah but and I'll say Dave I loved, I did, I I grew up in American League City and I came here and I fell in love with Padre Baseball as a kid because it was such a more fascinating game when you started thinking about who do you have on your bench, right? I I don't need relievers to face three guys. To me, that's crazy too. Just fucking get a hit off the guy, right? Who cares if they're bringing guys in situational? It doesn't screw me up. I'm
0: no manager, by the way, in a big game didn't tell your pitcher or give a sign, hey, when I rub my hat, I want you to fake an injury? Because if the pitcher's injured, he has to come out. Doesn't mean you have to bring in a lefty also. You know what I'm saying? Like a big goddamn game, we got a lefty-lefty matchup that you need to get to. Take a fucking injury.
1: You're like a fucking... uh, uh, What's that guy, Vic Morrow and Bad News Bears? You get rid of that. (laughs) Calm down over there, managing the Yankees. Um, It worked out well for him. But to me, the the idea of double switch and doing all that right and and just trying to get one or two more outs from your noodle arm pitcher, Mark Grant is a perfect example. You know, trying to get old number fifty five to get you two more outs so you could fucking pinch-hit champ Summers in the bottom of the eighth and not have to bring somebody in for Grant and then pinch-hit, you burn an arm in the bullpen. I love all that stuff. But but from just a pure excitement standpoint, bring the DH. Bring the DH. Nobody's going to fucking cry the blues that we missed out on double switches other than John Maffey. Coach, hey, that's good stuff. That's why you got to have an experienced bench coach. Mark Loretta is so good at that.
0: <laughs> What's the deal with your guy, Nelson Cruz? Is he leaving the Twins for uh, the race?
1: Uh, Dave, I have not seen one baseball rumor, NBA rumor, NHL rumor in three fucking weeks. I don't even know. <laughs> the dri- yeah, I drive around to see Christmas lights. I'm like, holy shit. Nice. Yeah. That's why I was saying at the start. I'm under so much pressure because... Your kids come to you and they're like, yeah. what's your Christmas list? Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything. You got to put something together. Do you have anything on a Christmas list? No,
0: no. I no.
1: have no idea, but your kids want to get you something.
0: That is that is funny. I I heard something today, and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the questions. Cause one of my questions for you is about this Christmas list. Okay. I'm listening to Stern because he announced yeah, he's, com- he's coming back. And when Jeff and I, when we take calls, we get messages, and some of you guys write to me on patreon jeff doesn't see him but i i do see him a lot of times i don't respond back is that back what wall
1: chef was talking about oh
0: my god so there's there so many of these messages that i see but it's hard for me to write back i can't figure out how to fucking reply to you and then uh we get hey dave and jeff go fuck yourselves i
1: didn't like that and i'm I like saw that. i'm a parent and i'm like i paid my taxes
0: i was like i know you're never gonna see this but fuck you guys i saw like three of those <laughs> and yesterday. i'm like how many has this guy sent that i haven't responded to so i'm sorry But Jeff and I have always tried to be cool to the people that take time to listen to the show. Of course. I'm listening to Stern, and some guy's on, and he's talking, and Stern just goes, Jimmy, you're driving me fucking crazy. (laughs) Goodbye. Uh, And I was like, we have never done that.
1: Yes, we did. I had it show up on Facebook memories (laughs) like... Five different times that I got yelled at for being a dick to listeners. All the time, I'd get in trouble. Bullshit. Oh, my God. I'd always be like, dude, you are (laughs) killing this. Oh, it's the worst. But the thing is, look, man, there's a thing for people that call in, and it's called word economy. Get to the point. Hey, you know, I started listening. Well, you know, my dad was a mailman, and we started and then he had, oh, man, he'd have to work. What the fuck is the point? Let's go. Come on.
0: Vince Keep it Scully. Vince Gully would never do that. He'd listen to your all your bullshit.
1: Well, Vince.
0: Probably Better man a nice, than you. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um,
1: but, yeah, it's, uh, it shows up all the time that I got yelled at. I tag you, Herm, Ernie. I got yelled at today at work. Apparently I'm too mean to the listeners <laughs> since we only have three. I want to say this. Yeah. Uh, I was a little caught off guard and, and quite personally rattled by how many of you told us to go fuckers. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Actually, I loved it. I did too. I we so funny. But I did want to say a shout out to our friend Rose. Did you see what Rose did? Rose stirs up the shit on Twitter And I love her for it. She's so great. She's been with this show for a long, long time. And the other day, somebody asked, um, do you listen to any podcast? And she retweeted it and said, I only listen to one. I've been with these guys forever, and they're my show. It's the Dave and Jeff podcast. Very nice. And she has been, man, she gets right in. Like, we always say, like, Darren's a friend, but we always say if there's a fight at the high dive, we're just going to have Darren watch the coats. <laughs> Fucking Rose is in that fight. <laughs> Rose is in that brawl. Uh, but I saw that shit, and I was like, God damn, is that cool? So I was going to send her a message. Cool. But, uh, you know, Tracy and all the rest that we have in that group, the Geekster and all of our, our female demo men, that, that's the group. And then the hardcore's. is you know, – all of them. They're, yeah. just, they're the best. Love them.
0: No, we have we have great listeners. Love them. Hey, you want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams, again, is the guy to help you get out of debt. It's the end of the year. Let's start off 2021 with a good note. Get out of debt. Have an idea what your financial plan is going to be. And if you're renting, let's get out of the rental market as well. Dan can help you do this. Find you a brand new home. Dan Williams is a guy, if you have not called Dan, you are wasting your time. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be a long conversation. Talk about word economy. It's all about Dan. Dan will get right to the point and make the phone call extremely easy for you. Dan is a guy Jeff and I talk to all the time. We pass his number around all the time, and everyone always says, best move I ever made. And, man, do I feel like I'm breathing a lot easier by calling Dan Williams. 858 688
1: We talked about that Christmas list, right? And you're not only hopefully putting together your own, but maybe you're looking at that list for your kids or friends or family. And I tell you what, it's a really, really nice place to be when you're able to get a few things on there. And maybe they're just little $10 items, but maybe they're $50 items. Well, you go, well, 10 of those adds up to a quick 500 bucks and you start checking off a few names and uh, and it can go quick. So the first thing you have to do is get your finances in order. That's why I love what, what Dan talks about and borrow smart, repay smart. And then once you've established that, and maybe some of you need a little bit more help, others not as much, but once you have that, then Dave, you, you talk about the little fish in the pond to the much bigger fish, which is the ability to buy that house. And my goodness, man, Coming as Dan will tell you, call Dan and ask him eight five eight six eight eight six eight one three. Say, Dan, I want to buy a house in twenty twenty. What are you expecting the Biden administration? Apparently, they are going in. I, there are a lot of people that didn't realize Joe Biden was elected president. I heard that. Uh, yeah, but uh, apparently, Dave, no, it, it's breaking news. He, he's the guy, and uh, if you're going to be a, be a homeowner. There's some really, really good financial incentives. Dan has them all. Call him and tell him Dave and Jeff sent you.
0: Absolutely. When you're ready to buy that home, the next step, you're going to call Brian Curry. Brian Curry, again, he knows San Diego County better than anyone else. He's been doing this more than 20 years. He's the guy to find the perfect home for you. You name the neighbor, you name the street. He'll get you on the street that you've had your eye on. Easy for street. A long, <laughs> for a long, a long time. Again, Brian Curry, he's the guy that everybody uses because he's the guy that everyone talks about word of mouth and saying, man, I never had a bad experience with Brian. I always thought he had my back because he's the expert. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588.
1: Jim Betancourt, proud man who wears the badge. Big pro wrestling fan. You remember the fabulous Freebirds, Dave, when you were younger? Terry Gordy, Buddy Roberts, Michael Hayes. You know where they live? Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. (laughs) Jim (laughs) Betancourt said, fuck living in the Adirondacks. I want to get a nice little retirement home on Bad Street in Atlanta, GA. I'll tell you what, Brian Curry can help you find it. Be perfect for you, Jim. You can still cut promos on your kids. Give them that RKO when they act up. And you'll be ready to roll. I look around right now. If you if you could if you had to leave East Lake and God forbid that you get anywhere closer to civilization. I mean, I love driving ninety minutes a night to get fucking down here. you a son of a bitch. You're a son of a bitch. But if you wanted to live closer to civilization, like anywhere, would it be Coronado? We bring this up all yeah, the but time. I, right? There's no way I can
0: afford to live in Coronado. I can't afford to live in Coronado. Coronado's outstanding.
1: Yeah. You know where else is really cool that, that we never really talk about, but it's pretty nice? It's fucking Solana Beach. Oh yeah. Solana Beach is like a hidden gem, right? Coach lives in that area. Hey, we'll go get some breakfast. Get bagels. And I found a place, they have the best apple juice.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> Solana Beach is so great. And it, it's, I, I think you could get into Solana Beach and do pretty well, right? Great school district. It's not Del Mar. It's not La Jolla. Encinitas is a little little bullshit now, got to be honest, uh, especially with woods moving in there. But, yep. but Solana Beach is old school cool. So like South Park and... So many of these neighborhoods, yeah. There's a lot of places where you can live, and Brian's going to make sure you find the right home for you and for your family. How long
0: did it take you to get to the airport when you lived in Encinitas?
1: Well, old school, not bad. Today, well, you know, pre-COVID, oh my god, hour.
0: Okay, see, that's my point. In East Lake, where I'm at right now, fucking twenty minutes to Petco, twenty minutes there, twenty five minutes to the airport.
1: When's the last time you well you flew to Lisa's wedding? Yeah, in October. Yeah, you act like what are you, Al Michaels? I'm just saying. you on a flight. I'm just telling, dude. It's a
0: piece of. I'm closer to the airport than those fuckers.
1: You drive to you? You guys make it sound like I'm so far away.
0: To listen to that fucking asshole in Point Loma sitting there trash my neighborhood.
1: (laughs) He sent me. Pete sent me the funniest fucking thing. He yelled at me. He's like, "How'd you not see this?" They said, list your five favorite teams of all time. Did you see this idiot fucking guy? I'm like, I swear to God, I'm so buried. And every now and then I come out and you guys on social media showing me these fights are incredible, right? I love it all. The shit you guys send me makes me laugh every time. Goddamn Pete listed USIU basketball, Earl Warren junior high track team. He had like all these fucking things that would have been Torrey Pines football. <laughs> They're all Coach cantera teams. It was so goddamn funny. He did specifically for us, and I fucking missed it. So, uh, yeah, Pete, thank you. I didn't see jack shit out of Billy, but Pete went after it. I I love him for doing it. It was fucking all that shit. No way Coach understands it. No. That's the thing. The, the biggest complaint that we used to hear about this show, you're too inside. Everything's too inside. The thing that I love about this podcast is – there is 2% of the audience that doesn't understand all of the shit that we were told is too inside. Yes. And so, so I saw it might've been Garth Brooks or somebody said this years ago in an interview. It was pretty cool. He was talking about that as a singer he goes, man, you sit in a room and you try to write a song and, and some work out and some don't. But he said, man, you go and perform it live and they sing your song back at you. He goes, it's so incredibly powerful. When you see people taking stupid shit that they've heard on this show yeah. and and repackaging it and tagging us in it or sending out, because Costa just steals shit and doesn't <laughs> give us credit for it. You guys send it back. I swear to God, David, it's the funniest. It I great. laugh at everyone. Me too. Yeah, the Me best. Me
0: too. TaylorMade Pools, look, that perfect pool, what a Christmas gift that would be right there. If you call Alan Taylor, talk to him about, hey, I want to get the family a pool for Christmas, it's going to be the best going into 2021. Taylor TaylorMade Pools, that's a way to go, 619-449-4452. Again, turn your backyard into a staycation by calling Alan Taylor at 619-449-4452.
1: So, Saturday night, I go out with my kids about 8 o'clock. We're going out to run some errands. Over in PB, it was 44 degrees out when we hit the car. Like, I'm usually wearing shorts and flip-flops, freezing. Last night, we had to run out, do a couple of things, 65 degrees out. And last night, man, with these Santa Anas coming in, my girl Bama doesn't like it, but she'll get (laughs) used to it. But with the Santa Anas rolling through, goddamn, has there been a perfect, more perfect week recently for hanging out in that pool? Take a look and just say, what am I doing in my backyard? Does it working? Dave, I know you're a big bocce ball fan. You yes. love it. You can't get enough of it. But I'm telling you, Dave, bocce ball is done. The wave of the future. Why don't you get a goddamn wave pool back there? <laughs> you always wanted to surf. <laughs> get a wave pool. Bang my head on a planner. Yeah, and have it bring you right into your new tailor-made pool. It'd be great, wouldn't yeah. it? And just for you, tonight, all we've done is ladies. It's always been a ladies special. But tonight, it's a special for you and for Amy, because I appreciate you both so much. Tonight, for the first five people that pay cash only, you can get a pool made in the exact replica of the silhouette of former Dodger relief pitcher Mike Marshall. My (laughs) God. got to limit it to five cash only. That's a little eye candy for Amy. And for Dave, the longtime Jesus. Dodger fan, Mike Marshall, <laughs> former Dodger reliever, he's our tailor-made pool uh, silhouette of the night, cash only, see for yourself what their pools look like, Dave and DaveAndJeffShow.com.
0: Kyle Fluker is your guy for that website. Jeff just mentioned Kyle earlier in the show with a great Christmas card. showing you show see in his family. That? I loved it. Just got it today. Saw Beautiful, it. It today. right? Absolutely, a family. Great made sure that I finally wouldn't got the mail. So I did see it, and I saw Woods uh, as, as well. They both had fantastic Christmas cards. Kyle Fluker, though, is your guy for the website. Look, here's the deal. Right now, if you have a business that is struggling, if you have an idea for a business, you're going to start a brand-new website. Jeff says it all the time. The key to having a successful business, it starts with the website. Mm-hmm. 619-500-6621, 619 500 6621
1: we're in a marketing meeting today and we're just talking about websites and how efficient they are some of the things that can happen and even now during the holidays you put an order in boy i have a friend in toronto i tell you what i love her to death but goddamn she cannot figure out how the hell tracking works tracking is about as complicated as a third grade crossword puzzle unless you're a doctor living in toronto who can't figure it out hey I got tracking on your package. It'll be there Monday. Well, Wednesday's here, and it's still not here. Oh, I'm not sure. Well, I go look up the fucking website. You type in the tracking number, and it'll say delivering here. I go, it's probably going to be delivered January the 8th. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? Did the guys get theirs? It should have been there today. No. They didn't get shit either. That's how, (laughs) right? God damn. I go, you got a lot of good things going for you, but third grade math and figuring out the tracking website, <laughs> clearly way out of your league. So luckily that's somebody that's like family to me. But if that was a company, <laughs> yes. you'd be going, I'd never buy from these guys again. And and we were saying in this marketing meeting that you have companies, Dave, and it's, it's the norm where you put an order in and boy, you immediately get an email And your package is going to be delivered on Friday. You might get an SMS message saying, Hey, your package has been delivered. And for any of us that have to deal with shipping things, boy, think about how many lost freight claims you deal with over the course of the year. God, make your life so much easier. If your website is not ready to go to do all the things that the customer wants then you better get it together. Give Kyle Fluker a call and, and get caught up. He'll help you get there. Absolutely.
0: All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? December 9th. Okay. Starting off with two dead, guys. We're going to start off first with Kirk Douglas. Kirk. 102. 104.
1: God damn. He died this year. Yeah. He, are you sure? 104? He was 103 when he died? Yeah. I'm not sure on that. Yeah, okay, I looked it up. He was born in 1916. Do the math. What is it? Huh? All right. Uh, how much was he worth? $20 million. $60 million. God damn. Now, who, who, who does he leave that
0: money to? Uh, Michael. Yeah, right? Who doesn't need it at all. It's probably worth $600 million. Yeah, isn't, isn't Michael
1: married to Catherine Zeta-Jones? Yeah. yeah. The hard way to get cancer. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck happened there? Well, fuck. God damn, you talk about a kid committed to the work. God bless him. And he's healthy as a horse now. Do you uh, think he ever
0: went down that street again?
1: Fuck yeah, he did. It's Catherine Zeta Jones. What's the matter with you? What the fuck's going on with you. Selfish prick. <laughs> All right, Red Fox. Red Fox. Oh shit. God damn, was there anything more of a shock to the system than when you realized he was not Fred Sanford?
0: Oh, my God. You know what the second biggest shock was? Stu Nahan, who had the same fucking mouth. I saw Stu Nahan at a roast once, and I couldn't believe the way Stu Nahan was swearing.
1: God damn, that's... I was shocked when Red Fox... Has anybody ever put Red Fox and Stu Nahan in the same (laughs) sentence until you just did? (laughs) Um, God damn, Red Fox. Hundred and... uh, I'm going to say 107.
0: Dude, it would have been ninety-eight. Ah, yeah, he died. He was born in ninety-two. I mean, excuse me, born in twenty-two, died in ninety-one.
1: Ninety-one.
0: God damn, that's crazy. Um, eight million. Three point five. Da. Ah. Three point five. All right, here you go. These next three are alive. Donny Osmond. Donny
1: Osmond, the Soldier of Love. It's actually a cool story. Remember that song, Soldier of Love? No, tell me. I don't even know what you're talking about. Donny Osmond in, like, the early 90s had that song Soldier of Love. Yeah. Came out. Oh, I remember that song. Yeah. Okay. but But his radio or his fucking... Uh, his company, his record company. What the hell's the matter with me? Did I have a stroke right there? His record company realized that they were going to have an incredibly difficult time getting anybody to play a Donny Osmond record. Yeah. So somebody did a brilliant marketing plan and started sending it all around to everybody. And they said, incredible mystery artist You'll never believe who this is. And the thing got a ton of fucking airplanes. So they played it. Everybody would kind of guess, do their different things. And then it turned out to be him. Wow. But, but it was really cool. I mean, it worked out well. And I, I think from the story that somebody Tracy Johnson told me that or somebody, he had like a couple more songs, but But if somebody at the record company just goes out and says, hey, this is him, it probably never sees air. Yeah. But they did it kind of fun and let people guess who it was. And, you know, people thought it was Peter Falk or, you know, who knows who, right? Ted Lang. Do you remember on Saturday
0: Night Live they used to do Marie and Donny Osmond? They was making out with each other. (laughs) Yeah. Creepy. (laughs) It was creepy.
1: Uh, Donny Osmond, 61. 63. Sixty-three. Fuck. I think this dude's gonna have some money because they've been in Vegas. Let's say fifty million. Eighteen million. Wow, he got he got shafted,
0: dude. I saw Marie Osmond at Disneyland like twenty years ago. She was, hot? She was smoking
1: hot. Yeah, she looked really fucking good. Goddamn right. I think Marie. <laughs> I think Marie brings the fastball. I'm just gonna leave it at that because I'm. Dude, classy. I'm with you
0: on that. Yeah, that's my feeling too.
1: Yeah, you're always ripping Jennifer I Aniston or others. Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah, I think. There's one side of the fence where Dave puts Gwyneth Paltrow and whoever else over there, right? Ann Martin. And then on this side and then on this side of the fence, I think Marie Osmond goes over there. Dude, I'm with you. She's a Hellcat. Hellcat. God damn right. Her and Nancy uh, Reagan. <laughs> Did you uh all right, here we go. Dick But Dick kiss butt. Is he alive or dead? He's alive. God, God bless him it's a horrible name you better be a good football you player you better this be name. tough as nails boy watch those old nfl films oh, right yeah. did he was the best uh i'm gonna say he's 78 exactly right and i'm gonna say he's worth 4 million.
0: Eight million dollars good for him beer commercials i guess i don't know you know what yeah. i tell you what when my dad turned 50 i asked dick buckus for an autographed picture for my dad yeah fucking didn't hesitate he signed, dude. Signed it directly to my dad. It was it was cool. Where'd coolest. you see him? Uh, my brother in laws friends with him. I had no idea. Dabber, dude. Dabber, <laughs> dude, so I have a brother-in-law who played for the Denver Broncos in the seventies. Okay, as a okay. defensive lineman, and uh, he knew everybody. He knew Lyle Alzado. Okay. He knew all these guys. So, um, <laughs> he knew Fred Dreyer. Okay. Oh yeah, San Diego State. And he says, hey, you know Fred Dreyer? And it's like when I first met Rita and all of a sudden yeah. my brother-in-law he brings up Fred Dreyer's name. And I said, yeah, from Hunter? And he, uh. and he goes, yeah. I go, yeah, I go, my aunt sold real estate in LA. She's, and she said he's gay. Fred, Fred Dreyer's drive. not, hold on, Fred Dryer's not gay. And I go, i saying that's just what I heard. And he goes, oh yeah. And he fucking calls him, dude, on the spot. Oh shit. And he goes, hey, Fred. He goes, my future brother-in-law says he knows your game. <laughs> and he goes, you want to talk to him? Dude, I pick up the phone, and he cusses me out like you wouldn't believe, dude. Screaming at me. You motherfucker. It's guys like you that start sh- shitty rumors. Fuck you. I'm Hunter.
2: <laughs> I'm <a> Hunter.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. I gave the phone back. I was like, I just got cussed out by Hunter. And I was like, dude, I, he was so fucking pissed at me. But I was like, that's you're right. I heard it from my goddamn aunt. And next thing you know, Fred Dreher screamed at me like you wouldn't believe
1: through the phone. We used to put Fred on with Hank and Kevin. Yeah. So I'd call him all the time. God, was he cool. Yeah. He was great. I, I, he hates but there me. Were, good. <laughs> Big shock. I love Dave. All those old school guys. Remember we used to have Jerry Kramer would join us at the Super I love Bowl? Jerry Kramer. One of my all-time favorites. And uh, But, you know, Dick Butkus, uh, Ray Nitschke, Jack Lambert. Yeah. Like those old school guys, right? Yeah. We talked about Jack Tatum a couple of weeks ago. God, those guys, man. Just a different yeah. style of football. Van McElroy, that group. A lot of great legends right there.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Last one. Let's see if you know who this is. Do you know who Simon Helberg is?
1: Name some is that the kid from uh Big Bang Theory?
0: Exactly right. The nerdy kid. Well, they're all nerdy, but the yeah. one you know what I'm talking about.
1: Boy, that's a that's a good one. Um I'll say he's 34.
0: 40 years old.
1: No shit. It
0: was in old school, actually. He was one of the guys pledging the fraternity.
1: God, that's funny. Is he worth... Dude, I think these guys made some money. I'm going to say he's worth $25 million. $45 million. No shit. Yeah, how about that shit? Good for him, man. Yeah. God, that show was huge. Good for him. All
0: right, five random questions for you. If the uh-huh.
1: Padres could acquire one player through either trade or free agency, who would you choose? Funny, I was just having this conversation with my buddy Josh. He says go all in on the bullpen, and I said I'm going the other way. I'm taking Blake Snell. I'm going to get a starting pitcher because that, to me, is what you need. I, I just I can't stand this fucking rotation going three and a half innings anymore. Give yeah. me a guy like Snell. That's it. Um, I like your choice. Yeah, obviously Bauer would be great, but I'll, I'll take Blake Snell. I like that.
0: All right. What do you, whoever <laughs> This happened to a friend of mine. Would he ever date a girl who, instead of brushing her teeth, would just eat a peppermint patty?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who would do that? I'm going to say no, but I'm going to think of our friends that would. Uh, I think Woods would. Oh, Woods would. I think he probably has. Yes. Fucking guy. (laughs) No, I'm not just... Where she wakes up and just fucking yeah. fires out a big yeah. York peppermint patty. No, yeah. that doesn't count. Fuck, it's going to cause more damage.
0: I, I met a guy yesterday who said this happened to him. He's like, what the, fuck? what the Gotta be No, this is San Diego. What the fuck is that's going all on? she did? Yeah, instead of brushing her teeth, she just grabbed a York peppermint patty. So that's good enough.
1: Oh, my God. How about that? <laughs> How about that crazy <laughs> nah, shit? Damn. All
0: right.
2: All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the one thing not counting people, food or water that you couldn't live without? People, food or water. You can't count. You can't say that. Like what's the one thing that you use or say this is part oh, of my Oh, no doubt, life?
1: it's my car. It's your car. Yeah. That's a
0: smart move. I thought you would say phone.
1: No, I I yeah. could give up my phone. Yeah. Um, um, it's no, the car. no, my car. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be in the market for a new car shortly.
0: Okay, here we go. What's your What alt- about you? Uh, I would say the car as well. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, dude. Think about how much a car costs compared to a phone. Yeah. Fuck the phone.
1: No, yeah, you could get rid of the phone. I'm with you.
0: What's your all time
1: favorite Christmas gift? Hundred percent. Uh I had this conversation with my kids last night. Um we had we had been on at ESPN eight hundred and we were telling stories because at eight hundred we were really, really big uh I think it's about the one show where we could really go all in on the Raiders. Yeah. Because our Boston speak a word of English and had no <laughs> fucking idea what we were doing. So we just did anything we wanted to do. And I, I just, God, I was so mad at the world during that whole fucking show that we were just all in on the Raiders. And I've told this story before. Uh, at Fashion Valley, there used to be Don Coriel Pro Shop. Used to be right down by Farrell's. And my all-time Favorite NFL player uh, was Van McElroy, the free safety for the Raiders. I have no idea why, but we were just talking favorite jerseys the other night. One night, I'm in Corio's Pro Shop, and they have a white Raiders 26 Van McElroy jersey. Why the fuck they had it, I have no idea. It was like destiny, and I didn't get it. Like I could have, you didn't have a credit card or anything, but I could have gone out to the ATM. I had the money to get it. And we told this story. And I said, uh, I said, ah, it just always bugged me. And who happened to be listening to the show that day but my future wife? And so that year, um, we went away for Christmas. We went away, and she had something that looked like it was wrapped in a tube. And I started undoing the paper and you could tell that it was a jersey and it was white. And I go a little bit more and now all of a sudden I see the black and the silver and I realize, fuck, this is a Raiders jersey. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh God, don't let it be Randy Moss, right? <laughs> or or you know, just somebody yeah. like you know Jeff Hosteller. Yeah. Yeah, exactly Mark Wilson. Any of these guys, right? Jay Schrader. And uh, and I go, and goddamn, if she didn't get it. She heard she was in law school, heard it, Yeah, called the Raiders, and said, hey, my boyfriend, I want to get him this for Christmas, and she ordered it directly from the Raiders. And I was saying to, to our kids last night, I'm like, sorry. Yeah. It's the coolest thing that anybody has ever done. I still have it. It's the best. What's your That's number cool. one?
0: You know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's, I was, got it for my birthday, but it was the wrong one. And uh, right away, Josh goes, this isn't what I ordered. But my wife told me today, the right when the Dodgers won the World Series, um, Josh went out and got me a Mookie Betts jersey. You oh, know? yeah. Because, well, the number 50, and also sure. he's my favorite player. But he um, he got me the jersey when it came in the mail, and I opened it up. He hadn't seen it. There was no number in front. Oh. And he goes, that's wrong. It's the wrong jersey. And so he sent it back. By the time it comes back, we'll probably come back around Christmas time, but I thought that was cool as hell that he knew yeah. that you know, I'm sitting there watching every one of these games for for Jake and everything else, and he went and grabbed that for me. But for me, that will be the one that that means the most when it shows up at Christmas time. But you know what, R- Rita and I, there's nothing I need. I mean, yeah. honestly, God, and there's nothing my my wife needs outside of a fucking vacuum cleaner that cleans up shit stains in the carpet from this puppy. But uh oh, um, but but overall, we've been doing we we've been taking pictures that yeah. we either like throughout the years or we took this year and go, this goes up on the family wall, you know yeah, what I mean? Nice. So we surprise each other kind of with pictures and, and that, but there's nothing that we need. I mean, it's just, there's nothing. We've been together almost say in January will be 29 years. That's
1: awesome. But on it, Shutterfly, yeah. what I do every year, and I, I like it. it's one of my favorite things to do. You can go on Shutterfly or any of these other things and you can put together your calendar for twenty twenty one. And I've always done it. You know, Facebook yeah. uploads is a great place to go because it just everything you've done. But what I did, Dave, last year, and it's my it I really am happy I did it. I've always just done it, it's always been about my sons or or their mom. Um last year I started incorporating all you guys in it. So you and Mike, oh, Steve, cool. you know, uh everybody, Julie Brown just had a birthday last week. Katie And and take a picture of them and then put it on the calendar for their particular birth date. And that's pretty fun. The other thing that's that's good, too, is a bunch of different places like it's funny. I may do one for their mom. I've got a great picture of her and our sons. And I'm thinking about doing one of those 3D. I've seen those. The kind of cube thing. Yeah. And I was thinking about doing that. They're pretty expensive, but I think she might like it. What was your favorite Christmas present as a kid?
0: You know, what's funny. What stands out to me, my wife asked me this question. Honestly, I was fine with the Nerf football. Nerf football. And, is and uh, right? it was just one of those things we used all the time. I mean, yeah. like every fucking afternoon in the neighborhood, and we're pulling out a Nerf football. I was, always seemed to be the guy that always had one because no one else seemed to get one. So I was like, all right, we had the you know the, the yellow and blue one. We yeah. had the orange one. We
1: had, I was always, orange, uh, right? I mean, they were yeah. $5. Did I mean, you just nothing. have Itza balls? The no. rubber one no, that was inflated? Fuck, you could throw that It's a Ball about 70 yards in the air. Yeah, no, we never had that. Um, my mom took me, I'll remember this forever. I was probably, God, I had to be four years old, I bet. My mom took me to a store in Minneapolis, and this was this old school basketball game. It was like a table basketball game, Dave, and they had little springs in it, and it would shoot a ping pong ball through a net. So the the ping pong ball would come down, and it would kind of roll around, and it would get in a circle. And then on the side, you had just like a little lever, and that lever would shoot the ping pong ball. And my mom said to me, do you think your brother would like this? I'm going to get it for him for Christmas. And I said, oh, yeah, he'll love that. That game looks so cool. And she ended up getting it for me. And I just remembered that feeling of thinking it was going to this fuck face. (laughs) at four years old giving him the finger yeah you know giving him the the chop yeah no i didn't do any of that i just remember that feeling of like oh she completely tricked me and how great it was and yeah that game was the coolest so fun my mom as single moms man single moms are fantastic no matter what single moms at christmas for what a lot of you do for kids the best she got us uh stick hockey yeah you know, like, which is now bubble hockey, but no bubble. Just, God damn, we'd play that for hours on end. But, yeah, you got to get cool shit for your kids. It's really, really fun. All right, speaking of that, last question. What's the best
0: gift you ever bought your kids?
1: Um, hmm. Best thing I ever bought them. I I'd have to ask them. What I try to do, Dave, is if I find something cool for them, Jack, my son Jack, is a big wrestling fan. And he likes this AEW group that's on TNT now. And they put out the championship belt. And so I got it, but it came from his brother. And so that's why I try to do. So if I find stuff that's cool, I'll try to tell them, what do you think about if we get this for your brother? And yeah. do that. So um, for Jack, it was probably... Like the thing was he digs it cause he brings it with him everywhere, but it's like, he'll rarely acknowledge that it's from Cade. And I know he knows that, you know, I paid for it. Yeah. and Mom kicked in, but, um, I don't know, man. Like it, it's fun. Like we're, we're very, very thankful to, to just nobody does anything crazy. It's not like you buy him a car or anything, but just try to get him fun stuff. Um, I, I don't, I mean, it's always, it's always cool. Like, Oh, I got him this thing this year. Here's kind of a cool thing um, for parents looking for things for kids. Are you a puzzle guy? No, not at all. I fucking hate puzzles. What about escape rooms? No, not my thing either. Did I mention this thing about the Neil Patrick Harris? Have I mentioned this?
0: No, my wife did an escape room thing with her friends, her high school friends recently.
1: Loved it. Did she like it? Loved it. So I got this idea from AJ Machado. AJ from AJ and Sarah was talking about through Target, they have this thing called Box One. It's like 29 bucks. And Neil Patrick Harris put it together and he's a magic guy and and escape room and all these kind of things. And it's basically like a whole escape room for you, but it's solitaire in a box, 29 bucks. And so I got that for them this year. So you have codes and puzzles and and clues and all this different shit you have to figure out And I'm going strictly off the recommendation of AJ, uh, who we love. Um, But he was saying he got one, and, and, you know, AJ and his wife, they have two daughters. They said they had a great time. Like, they played together as just, you know, the four, because his daughters are pretty young, and they played together as a team and and dug it. But um, I got that for them this year. But, yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, just kind of trying to find fun stuff, meaningful stuff. But I I don't know that there's any one particular thing. Do you remember one particular thing that? Um...
0: Yeah, you know it's funny. Well, growing up with uh, with two guys that loved baseball, I used to always get them kind of baseball gear because I'd have to yeah. buy it anyway. So I'd yeah. say, well, I'll buy it during Christmas time. So I always got nice bats or gloves or shit. Like no joke, my parents never did that. They, you know, I think I had one glove my whole yeah. life. Never had my own bat. I was at a bar, someone's a bat. But with my boys, I said, well, fuck, I'm gonna buy them the best stuff. They're they're both really good baseball players. But the coolest thing I think I ever got was I got Josh tickets to see Kobe and LeBron. Oh, nice. And it was seventh row. I mean, crazy good seats. I I told you, Anthony Anderson was sitting behind us who had money. And and, uh, Kobe got hurt like two minutes in, busted his ankle, and didn't play the rest of the game. But we still saw LeBron. But the whole time, I'm like, dude, he's a huge basketball fan, still is. And it's uh, LeBron and Kobe. I think that's what he looked forward to seeing more than anything.
1: Uh, a couple of quick things, and we'll get out of here. I look at it, and like the more as 2020 wraps up, the thing that I can't get over is we were supposed to see Pearl Jam and the Stones yeah. within like four weeks apart. We ended up, ironically, being at the final Aztec game. I know they had the Holiday Bowl there, but we ended up being at the final Aztec game uh, at – Qualcomm SDCCU Stadium. And that's kind of cool, although it was against BYU and there's nobody there and not anything meaningful. I don't know if people are paying attention, but there's a Twitter feed called Aztec Stadium. And as you look at Aztec Stadium, I really think, I mean, in a lot of ways, Dave, that Rolling Stones concert may have been the final event ever to have taken place at Qualcomm. Now Now, what I did was with Ticketmaster, I had ordered four tickets to be delivered because I wanted those for my sons as collector's items. They sent me the four tickets. I obviously have my refund, but it's pretty cool. I have four seats or yeah. four tickets for a Rolling Stones concert that never took place. But if you're watching this Aztec Stadium Twitter feed, I don't know if people know, they're slowly destructing oh, yeah, I watched today. the stadium. Yeah. As they're taking breaking down the ramps yeah. and pouring cement and doing the whole thing. Man, it's kind of weird, right?
0: It is. Now, I watched today. I was watching today. And
1: a lot of people are devastated. Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing this year for my sons is I talked about this the other day. I am buying four season tickets for the Aztecs for next year at Carson. So I did a down payment, 150 a seat, four seats at Carson. But by doing so... They told me I'm locked in for the new stadium. Oh, cool! To be a season ticket holder. So it's only 150 a
0: seat for the whole season.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's. I mean, it's
0: not 150 a game, is what I'm asking. You.
1: Yeah. No. 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 But it's it's for Carson 150. They haven't set the final price list yet, but the Aztec ticket office has been great, and uh, and so that's what I'm doing. So that's going to be part of it, and then. Um, They said there's going to be – I think there's eight games in Boise State and Utah they're expecting to be there in 2021. I mean, shit, California is getting the first dose of the vaccine within the next week, so everything's kind of flying along. But, uh, you know, I'm excited about that. But I got to tell you, Dave, there's a part of me. JoJo Tarantino said it too. Like, uh, I I get it because of how the logistics work, but I think we all were kind of hoping to be there for the implosion to see it and to watch it kind of piece by piece be broken down and taken out of there, man, it stings a little bit. How many times did we as kids run around those ramps? And, and so people and, are
0: yelling at me about on Twitter.
1: You don't know, because I've just been a smart ass. I go, yeah.
0: I was an elevator escalator guy. Fuck those ramps.
1: Oh, the ramps were the best, and you were just waiting for some little fuck to spit on you so you could slam his face into the wall. But you're just, you're kind of watching it, and I get it. I mean,. There's a part of you where you what, go, What? yeah, you'd look up and some little... <laughs> were you trying to spit on the guys running in circles? No, some kid would be leaning over, and then you'd just wait for him to come down. And then as soon as he came down, you just put your hand right in the back of his head and just one time, eh, and fucking spit on people, kid. That's what they invented dentists for. Get out of here. Kick him right in the ass. Um... <laughs> So it's a little bittersweet, right? Because there's a part of you that it's so exciting to see everything that's going. The entire parking lot's closed now, so you can't you couldn't do a drive-through if you didn't do one before. You're not doing it now, and uh, while you're watching the cement go in, at the same time they're breaking down the old one, yeah. and that that's a little crazy for everybody. That just I don't know. You go out there, you get Randy Jones barbecue, just hang and watch a pods game and have a beer shit man it's great but a little weird seeing it come down huh
0: it, it is for me though i was just felt it was
1: time i mean it oh was, it is it, it's it, I awful mean,
0: it, it is it's awful it's not like and it's not like the padres don't have a great place to play you know what i mean yeah it, for one of those we, we brought this up you know a year ago wouldn't it be great if you had one more padre game in there then they told us it's impossible they couldn't yeah. they couldn't do that but Did you hear uh, what jd was,
1: wicker said that no. there were fucking rats And feral cats and shit running through there. There's weeds growing and, like, (laughs) all over. I believe He goes, it "It just had completely gone to hell. Yeah. Because there was no way we were playing here. No way. It would have cost millions of dollars to clean it up for one year. He goes, fuck it. Tear it down. Let's go.
0: I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. Well, again, you're going to have a brand new, beautiful stadium in a few years. And hopefully people can appreciate the new one.
1: Hey, and then somebody tried to tell me that it's 35000 but they're trying to claim that they can expand it out to 60000
0: You well, can you, double a stadium? Is that what you're telling me? No,
1: you're not going to do that, and the NFL is never going to come to that stadium because you're not going to have the skyboxes that you need to draw the big money. Just go, hey, we have a 35000 seat or 40000 seat. I mean, it's too fucking small for the Holiday Bowl, yeah. which that's my bigger concern. They should have done it big enough to at least keep the Holiday Bowl on the grounds, but hopefully Holiday Bowl can end up at Petco Park like Mark Neville told us. That's where they want to go. We'll see whether or not logistically they can make that happen. A lot of things would have to get done, and how does that work? But, I mean, the idea that people even think that they could expand that out to 60 and try to attract the NFL, that's never going to happen. So just give that dream up and get excited (laughs) because it's pretty wild, man. That thing is flying along.
0: There you go. I'm surprised we made it through the show without you ripping Carl Demile, who wants
1: a new count on COVID numbers and flu numbers. That fucking guy.
2: <laughs>
1: dude, I, I mean, he's one of the all-time fucking goofballs in the history of this town, right? Yes. Like, I, th- nobody pays attention to him. Dan Noon, that, that'll that be the first guy for Dan Noon. He'll Dan will go through what Costa's going to go through which is two guys that were let go, and you're going to start listening to guys on the air. What, what Kogo was trying to capture with DeMaio was they were trying to capture what KSDO and Kogo had in the heyday of the Hedgecock show. Somebody that had come from the inside, had been a little bit of a rebel rouser, could stir up shit, but came with a really interesting perspective from somebody who had been in those positions, the difference is Roger was talented. Roger was tough. Roger took no shit, and Roger knew what the fuck he was talking about. And then you got Dum-Dum over here, who every time he goes on the air, you're just like, holy shit. That... <laughs> yeah, incredibly overrated and, and just a fucking dick on top of things. What a fucking asshole that guy is. Fuck, that. <laughs> fuck that guy. What a complete, Right. My I wrong? I'm with, no, I'm with you 100%. That's why and, I brought it up. And the problem was I was cheering for him. Yeah, I really did. You, really you were did. nice to him, and then he fucking turned to be a real jerk. I told him, go fuck off, Carl. No, I did. But I like thinking I did. <laughs> but yeah, that's a bad show.
0: All right, we'll see you on Monday.